Who dat, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Who Dat Dish podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today, April 17th, 2019. As always, we were coming at you via fansided and whodatdish.com, bringing you the best Saints news, analysis, and opinions from us over at Dish. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. Uh, Charlie and Tyler are sitting this episode out. Very busy schedules for both of them, but Tyler will be on later on in the week, and we'll also get some draft analysis from uh, Charlie, most likely us relaying the message sometime in the future. But uh, today's a very special episode, not only for the Mock Draft Simulator 2.0, a full seven-round mock for the Saints in this episode. Uh, I'm also joined by a very special guest. He's been on the show before, uh, and you guys should also check out his great podcast, Locked On Saints, part of the fantastic Locked On uh, Podcast Network. Um, he also writes over at allsaintsconsider.com, lead analyst over there, uh, and contributes almost everywhere. Already is having a busy morning with the leak schedule, and I thank him so much for joining me today. You can follow him on Twitter, at ASC. Please welcome back to the show, Ross Jackson. Ross, how is it going? Schedule leak has got you all over the place, but I appreciate you taking time out of the day to join me. Uh, how are you doing first off, and, and how excited are you for the draft? Oh, man, I'm doing great. First of all, thanks so much for having me. Glad to be joining the Who Dat Dish podcast again. I love, love, love the work that you guys do and everything that you guys do. So I appreciate you letting me come on and help contribute here uh, to the to the, to the the great work that y'all are doing. Uh, when it comes to the draft, man, I look, we were, we were kind of talking a little bit before we hopped into recording here about how much we love draft season. I think draft season for the NFL is the most fun part of the – man – there's this is this this portion of the season is more fun than some of the regular season to mm. me, which I know is like blasphemous to some people. Probably, I agree, though. Like, but right. it's just so much fun. Right. It like is. there's just so, news visits tracking and then all the different like when you really get into the nuances of draft season and understanding the difference between all the different types. Like what's the difference between a private visit, a top 30 visit and a private mm-hmm. workout? Like all that stuff and just get into the nuances of all of that and all the different reasons why teams are talking to players and everything. It's it's just a ton of fun. So I love this part of the season, man. And I'm glad to be able to hop on here with you for the Who Dat Dish podcast and get this going for the seven-round mock draft. I agree 100%. And it, I, I think it's because this is the future of every team. I mean, I mean this <laughs> draft, every, every draft really in part determines the future of a lot of these teams and you know a lot of regular season games you'll, you'll have a couple here and there where it's like uh you know we we, we took this l uh that, that's all right we can move on oh we took this w but and next week it, it evens out one way so some sometimes you're right sometimes regular season games uh can not be as significant nearly as this draft because this is determining in part the future of these teams so i, I agree 100 percent and I'm, I'm really excited to jump into this before we actually do the mock draft simulator which Shout out to Ross yet again uh, for for showing me something amazing. Because last time Tyler and I did this draft, for for those of you that were listening, uh, I I just kind of had to list off some prospects that had gone for Tyler and prospects that were left because I was doing it on my screen. Uh, Little did I know, I'm probably one of the last people on earth to figure this out. Uh, There is a share screen option on Skype, so Ross and I will be seeing seeing the same exact screen. um, So you you guys will be able to get our our full, um, you know, uh, I, I guess everything off of our draft board, uh, full information for us right there. So it'll be a lot easier this time. Um, and obviously I'll be doing that more in the future. Uh, so, so thank you to Ross for that. But yeah, uh, before, oh, we, yeah, man. before we fully jump into it, I want to ask you just a couple of questions surrounding uh, the Saints uh, in the draft. Uh, first off, obviously last season we thought the Saints had it bad with only two selections in the top 100. This season they only have one pick within the top 150. 
which which is pretty crazy. Uh, obviously, since they traded their first round pick this year last draft to s- jump up and pick Marcus Davenport, they also traded their third rounder this year to get Teddy Bridgewater from the Jets before last season started. Um, so so now they have a second round selection there at, at sixty two, and not anything until uh, all the way at one sixty eight. So they got to make pick number sixty two count. Um, it, it's it's going to be the best guy that they're going to be able to haul. Uh, overall in this draft. So, Russ, talk about a few prospects that you love there at 62. I know in your most reach, recent mock draft for uh, Locked on Saints, you uh, went with uh, Michael Dieter out of Wisconsin, really good offensive lineman. Uh, I really like the Saints going O-line there. Uh, I also like uh, like Elton Jenkins out of uh, yeah. uh, Mississippi State. Uh, fa- fantastic uh, center guard prospect there. Who are some guys you love? Because the Saints could go essentially, uh, and everybody's pretty much saying this, go best player available there at 62, uh, because I, the Saints don't really have any glaring, glaring needs um, uh, for, for starters. It's mainly for depth, and uh, when that's the case, usually going best player available to to get the best guy at whichever depth spot you need uh, is usually the smartest idea. So who are some guys you love there? Because the Saints have a multitude of options they could go for. Yeah, man, they got a lot of different avenues they can go. You named probably my two top uh, prospects in Michael Dieter and Elton Jenkins. I really love the idea of them going uh, offensive line with 62. And that's kind of if we're just looking at 62 in a vacuum, right? There's always, you know, we will have another conversation here in a little bit about the other types of moves that they can make. But if you're looking at 62 in a vacuum, you really can go anywhere. And then, of course, you know what? You know, we always talk about best player available and, and everything like that. But uh, Deuce Windham and I were talking yesterday or the day before our recording for Locked on Saints. And one of the things that we were talking about was how how needs and how the sort of the status of your specific, uh, particular positions on your team wage into who you think the best player available is. So there's still some type of, you know, the the, the idea of positional need still plays a role in, in BPA, basically, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so we know that offensive line is a big part of their the biggest need for the Saints, which, again, like you said, not huge holes, just needs, right? So everything at this point is luxury, essentially. Um, you've got wide receiver. They struggled to go. They struggled to find a second wide receiver throughout most of the season. Michael Thomas had almost 1,000 yards more than uh, Quan Smith, who had his 400 some odd yards as the second highest total for yardage as a wide as a wide receiver on the roster, so they could be looking for another wide receiver there. If they go wide receiver, some of my favorite names are Terry McLaurin out of uh, Ohio State. I think he's incredible. He yeah. is a super good route runner. Doesn't round off his routes very quick. Has a full not a full route tree, but has a more expanded route tree than you usually see with college prospects coming out of college. And of course, he's got that Ohio State you know, training and everything, which the Saints love. That is the pipeline there. And Michael Thomas was at the spring game the other day talking about how they're trying to get more Buckeyes to New Orleans. So he's an option there. Uh, there's also J.J. Sega-Whiteside as well, who I really, really like, wide receiver out of Stanford. Me too. Uh, yeah, man. I just... I think he might be my top wide receiver, and a lot of that has to do with Tyler McClatchy from over at All Saints Considered. He's the one that really put me on to him. Uh, just his flex, his versatility, what he's able to do in the slot and outside on the perimeter and just being that big possession guy and he fits the role in terms of what the saints like he's what six foot two or something like that um so he sort of fits with the what the saints really like in their in their wide receiver builds um i think that is a really big part of it uh so he's one that i would keep an eye out on as well yeah he's six foot two um and the other wide receiver I'd probably throw in there and i've seen him end up to the saints in a couple of mock drafts is uh kelvin 
Harmon, who yeah. I'm okay with uh, out of NC State. I mean, I obviously wouldn't be upset with him at all uh, ending up in New Orleans, but I think J.J. Arcega-Whitehead and Terry McLaurin are really my top two guys in terms of wide receiver for sure. And then you have all the other positions they could go. They could go linebacker if they like somebody like Blake Cashman enough to get that early. They could go tight end if they want to get somebody like Dawson Knox. Uh, there's, there's, like you said, man, there's just so much opportunity for the Saints, even at 62. This draft is kind of top heavy mm-hmm. in that, you know, the mm-hmm. first 15 picks, you know, the, yeah, the, the first 15 picks that you'll see are pretty top heavy. And then after that, there's not much of a, of a gap between, you know, the bottom 25 to maybe, you know, 60 to 70. Right. And so there's a lot of opportunity for the Saints to really make 62 count. The range, I, I absolutely agree. The range I've seen these guys mocked at through all seven rounds is absolutely crazy to me. I, I, I've, I've seen guys go mm-hmm. undrafted that I've seen picked in the fourth, fifth round and other. It, 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 it blows my I, I, I definitely think it's top heavy. There's also just so, and you're right, I think just the, the difference between uh, these guys once you get later on. Uh, and the draft is so minuscule, especially compared to to past drafts we've had recently. I don't know what it is. I I definitely think it, it's pro- most likely a stockpile of college talent overall coming out this year. Because um, a lot of these mm-hmm. guys were just so you look at their tape, they're just so great in college uh, from from top to bottom. Uh, all all two hundred and fifty to four hundred and fifty prospects in this draft. Um, you you don't see that too often, but. Are they going to translate well to the NFL? This is just such a much more fast-paced game. Uh, relies so much on on skill. Uh, so so even if you're great in college, you you could just be you know hustling on some non-NFL guys week in and week out. Are you going to be able to do that on Sundays in the NFL? I think that's where a lot of these questions are arising, even with a lot of these second and third round guys, especially wide receiver. I mean, we, we, we've seen how many wide receivers have j- just turned out to be absolute busts lately in the NFL because right. they're so dependent on. And, and, and I really like the saying, you know, the further away you get from the ball, uh, the more you're really going to have to rely on other the, the other people around you and, and your actual pure skill set to kind of set you apart um uh-huh. wide receivers cornerbacks uh you see it with safeties running backs obviously too they always have short careers um so yeah no i i i, I agree with you i think it's fascinating this season so um but yeah 62 is really important and and wide receiver i think i i i would love if the saints went wide receiver at 62 especially if jj or sega white side is there um him mm-hmm. and hakeem butler are the two best possession Man. 50-50 ball catching. I mean, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside actually has Hakeem Butler beat in most of the stats when it comes to 50-50 balls and contested catches uh, when you look at stats. Now, if you watch them on film, both of them are just jump out to you. But J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, you could argue, is a better prospect in that um, uh, ranking for wide receivers in this show. I, I love Arcega-Whiteside. If, if he's there at 62, yeah. I mean... You, you, I, if, if I'm the Saints, I got to go with JJ because he, he he continues to climb, much like Debo Samuel, who has been mocked to the Saints. I, I I bet you my next paycheck he will be there at 62 for a mock draft, Ross, right here. I bet you every single oh, yeah. time I do a mock, Debo Samuel's usually always available. I always see him mocked there. I I, I think it's written in the stars that somebody's going to end up on the Saints. Um, but he continues to drive, uh, or or continues to climb draft boards as well. But yeah, I, I think wide receiver. Or interior line are the two best ways. Tight end, you got to save since we signed Jared Cook. You could even wait till next year to draft the exactly. quote unquote tight end of the future if you want to now. Because I think I think I, I really don't think Cook is going to play a year for us. We'll, we'll really see how it goes. Um, 
I, I would love for him to play the two years of his contract, but I just have a feeling he'll he'll probably only play one year. I'm I'm, I'm not sure why I'm thinking that. Just just a gut feeling for me. Um, but mm-hmm. so I think that we can definitely wait on tight end. So going wide receiver, interior O line, the wide receiver from pretty much one to fifteen, you got really really talented guys. Uh, there's also a guy that that you like a lot, Andy Isabella. He most likely will be available. Yeah, at I do like Andy Isabella. But he could fall to 168. If he's sitting there at 160, I wouldn't mind the Saints going there. But he is another guy who continues to get more looks and, you know, continues to get better, it seems, every day in the in the minds of um, some of the NFL executives. Um, but, yeah, so they're, yeah, they're, yeah, the NFL the NFL loves a good 40 time, and he, he lit that up. Yeah, they do. They really like uh, perf- good performances at the Underwear Olympics, as, as they like to call it. <laughs> uh, <the NFL> combine, <laughs> so, um and so right before we jump into this mock draft, I'm, re- I'm really, really excited to get into this. So um, are there any players I, I, I actually I'll, I'll talk about, guys, I, I really like TJ Hawkins. If the Saints were to trade into the first round, I really think there are, there's only one you can maybe argue two guys there uh, for the Saints to trade into the first round for. I really like if, if we're going to go tight end, if we're going to go all out for the tight end of the future. I know we just said we don't need him, but TJ Hawkinson <laughs> is almost too good of a prospect to I mean. If the Saints really, really, really like this guy, I think he's really the only guy worth because TJ Hawkinson is most likely going to be the next great tight end of this league for on, on both, both blocking and catching. He he had two drops in seventy five passing or catching attempts throughout his career. Two drops. Uh, wow. he, his catch radius is incredible. Uh, he pancakes blocks guys all the time on film. I think he's going to be the next great tight end. I think him. And if and if you you would probably have to trade up into the top fifteen to get T.J. Hawkinson, maybe even top ten. He's 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 really high on draft boards. If not, if you want to trade in, I, I know I've seen um, a lot of uh, more recently now, but a lot of um, suggested trades for the Raiders for their twenty seventh pick. If the Saints decide to go that route, um, it usually will most likely require them sacrificing their first round pick next year, which I don't like. But if they do go that route, mm-hmm. go to the twenty seventh spot. Um, trade with the Raiders going with a guy like Byron Murphy uh out of Washington great cornerback um I I would I, I would love that mm-hmm. now Eli Apple is is I'm not sure he's probably going to be uh getting a, a new contract here soon most likely it depends on how much he's going to command we're going to need to pay Marshawn Lattimore here soon so getting a guy like Murphy I think late in the first round um I I think that those two guys are the only guys worth trading up for now I know you've talked about unlocked on Saints trading up Obviously, is the name of the game for the Saints. They, they've, they've ever since Sean Payton's been with the Saints. They, there's only been two drafts where they haven't traded up at all, and that's not just trading up into you know the first or second round. They're just trading up, period, in the draft. Um, so I mean, right. it's only right to assume that they'll most likely do it again this season. And I know you like them trading up into some better picks, maybe in the fourth round, third round, maybe even you know moving some sixth, seventh round picks to get another fifth round pick. Um, yeah, so talk about that. Talk about because I like that idea as well. Uh, talk about obviously the Saints just love trading up in the draft. Um, and 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 would you rather see them do that, or would you rather see them stay put with kind of what they have? Obviously, they're they're most likely, like I said, going to trade up. Um, how much? I mean, how many picks do you see them sacrificing? And what do you like? Is there a certain point where they giving up too much to move up? Uh, at a certain point, is too much, or or do you trust Mickey Loomis a lot when when he's trading up in these drafts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a couple of different factors here. So I like the idea of the Saints trading up. I'm not a big fan of them trading up beyond 62, right? So I don't really like the idea of them trading up 
into the earlier second round, which there's ways that they could make that work that I'd probably be okay with. But I'm not really a big fan of them talking about, you know, I'm not really a big fan about the talk of them trading into the first round. I think, and, and one of the reasons why is because who in the first round are you going to draft that's really going to make the, make the Saints, like really sort of put the Saints over the top? Right. The couple names that come to mind for me or the one person that comes to mind for me that could have that impact next season or this coming season is like Devin White. Right. Sure. Like imagine having Demario Davis and Devin White on the field at the same time in a nickel package. Incredible. Like that would be incredible. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think but Quinn and, Quinn and Williams could be another guy, too. Right. Especially with the, the Quinn and Williams could be another one, yeah. in the interior D line. But those are top five, top seven. Yeah, exactly. Guys, so. Exactly. You're talking about. You know, like you said, top five guys that you can't, you know, you're not really going to be able to get there without, you know, a Ricky Williams style trade. And even then, because of the fact that you don't have a first round pick this year, Mm -hmm. you probably can't even get into that. So I'm 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 perfectly fine with them staying put at 62 and then making moves elsewhere, because to me, there's just nobody else. This 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 six roster is already a Super Bowl roster. We saw and they maintained pretty much every single starter from last year with the exception of Alex Okafor and Mark Ingram and the and, and Max Unger retired. So mm-hmm. with those two people gone or with those three people gone, I don't think that that's enough to say that the Saints aren't a Super Bowl contender anymore, right? Because you've already replaced Mark Ingram's production with Latavius Murray and an increased amount of snaps for Alvin Kamara, right? It's not a one-for-one substitution from Latavius Murray to Mark to, to uh, Mark Ingram to Latavius Murray, and we can we can be honest about that. They went and re-signed. They're signed the day after Max Unger retired. Nick Easton, who they feel confident about. They've also got Will Clapp and Cameron Tom waiting in the waiting in the wings. Not going to be as good as um, as. Uh, Max Unger, of course, but will be good enough. And that's not enough to knock them out of Super Bowl, like Super Bowl conversation. And then Alex Okafor moving on to Kansas City. You've still got Marcus Davenport. That was the reason you drafted Marcus Davenport last year. They're waiting for medicals on Ziggy Onset to see if they can get him a rotational piece. If they don't, maybe they go for one in the draft or Mm -hmm. post-draft free agency. So there's a lot of opportunity for the Saints to replace that role that I'm not even worried about because I think Marcus Davenport is going to blow up next season. So I'm not entirely concerned with what the Saints lost this season and feeling like it, it has knocked them down a peg. I don't feel that. So That's with that really being the point. case, they're good where they are. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't need them to like trade up and, and some of next year's picks in order right. to get, you know, some pick this year that is going to be nice, but isn't really going to make a difference in terms of stepping the roster up. So with that being the case, I like the idea, as you already referenced, of them trading into the third and fourth rounds where right now they don't have any picks. So a couple of ways that they can do that and some things to keep in mind. The Saints over the last 10 draft picks post round four one remains on the active roster and that is will clap and that who was drafted last year so post round four and then last year they drafted rick leonard round four for god knows why post round four the saints aren't successful they're not successful in late round drafts they're not there and i know that they carry a reputation for being that because of you know striking on people like marcus colston and zach streif early 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 before for the suspension year, but since the suspension year, the Saints have been awful day three. So with that, or at least post round four. So with that being the case, you've got four picks, or sorry, you've got five picks, rounds five, six, and seven, package and move. One of those round seven picks can get with maybe next year's second round pick. They can literally make the exact same draft, like trade draft trade that they made to get pick number 67 in 2017 from the San Francisco 49ers, where they picked Alvin Kamara. The 49ers have pick number 
Then again, mm. can literally make the same trade if they want to. And Very then you've got rounds five. You got yeah, dude. You got in round five, two picks in round six. You can use the package and move up either in round five or move up to round four. That's what the Panthers did last year. They traded um, a fifth and a sixth to move up into the late fourth round. So you can do that. And the Saints have the have the ammunition to do that. I don't think that they need to walk out of here with how many picks they have six picks. So they don't need to walk out with six picks. They can walk out with four picks and be fine because six players are not making this roster by right. the beginning of the season. Right. A hundred percent. And, and you know, in situations like this, a lot of the times the teams only have six draft picks, you would expect trade back, maybe acquire more draft capital. But I, I, I think you hit it right on the head. The saints roster, not only super bowl worthy, the changes that happen this off season are not significant enough for them to hit any sort of panic button or reset button or any sort of, right. you know, we need to sacrifice draft capital for anything. Um, I, yeah, 100% agree. I And and that, you know, helps instill my confidence back into this team. You know, I, after, you know, being so close to getting to the Super Bowl, you know, it almost feels like, oh, we got to start over all, all again two years in a row where we build right, up all this right. momentum only for it to kind of, you know, just, just slip from our fingertips. We're going to have to start all over. Well, we're starting all over with most of the same guys. So it's not like it's and it's not even like it's a start over, really. It's just same guys coming back into the same building. Right. A little bit more help, a couple of changes, not too much. Um, and, and still overall, again, Davenport can step up to, to what Okafor left. We signed Murray to step up for Ingram and now Kamara mm-hmm. truly gets the starting role. Um, and, and then, of course, signing Jared Cook to step up where... Well, I guess Ben Watson would, oh would, would be who he's. I, I I don't even know if he's truly replacing yeah. Ben Watson. Um, and we still have Josh Hill there. So, no, I, I agree with you 100 percent on there. That's that's very very and linebacking core, which was arguably the most important part for the team last season, um, is the same. I mean, pretty much all intact. Uh, even we right. signed Craig Robertson, the special teams backup linebacker that is so so important for this team feeling confident in this team going I mean, you're, you're right we don't even need to draft or keep all six drafts we we get four even three if we're able to you know really really move up i'm okay with that. i'm more than okay with that oh Just yeah as long as and i oh, trust yeah. mickey loomis i trust sean payton i trust jeff ireland i trust all those guys in the front office to pick the best guys at where they're like get the best value as to wherever they are um on the draft board so yeah agree 100 percent. so uh without further ado i think uh, we're ready to start this uh seven round saints mock draft um, and yeah, I just started it. So it's going now. So uh, for those of you that, that don't know, obviously, uh, we are going to be using the draft network mock draft machine is what they call it. It is a simulator. So they use their predictive board to pretty much uh, simulate select players for cert- for all the teams. Uh, there's no trades. They just go in order of the actual order. Uh, for the 2019 NFL Draft. The Saints, obviously, first pick, number 62. Uh, and we're coming right up on it right now. Elchton Jenkins just went. Paris Campbell also went. Yadni Kahuste out of uh, West Virginia, another interior O-line that I like a lot. Um, Darnell Savage, he went 58th to the Cowboys. So a lot of guys went right here. Um, and and uh, as always, most of the time here, the best player available on any of these boards to the Saints is a wide receiver. This time, it's Emmanuel Hall out of right. Missouri. Um, but yeah, looking through these guys that just recently went. Um, so right before the Saints, uh, Louisiana Tech edge Jalen Ferguson, a guy I also like. He went Debo Samuel. Wow, I owe you my next paycheck, Ross. Uh, he went 60s to the Chargers. Oh, He's actually goodness. not available there for the Saints. Interesting. <laughs> Draymond Jones went 59th to the Colts. Uh, another Ohio State guy. Uh, Paris Campbell went to the Patriots. Jenkins went to the Texans at 55. Irv Smith Jr., 
Alabama tight end. I like him a lot. Of Saints fans like him. His okay. father played for the Saints. He went 54th to the Texans. Okay, real quick. Yeah. Irv Smith Jr. dropping all the way to 54th. Mm-hmm. That's that has potential for a, like one of those trade up scenarios yes. that I would be okay with for right. the Saints out of sixty two. Right, because you don't only... have to give up a ton to move. You know what I'm saying? You don't have Eight to give spots, up, right. up yeah, a ton to bad. move up that far. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah. That's, I, I I agree. Yeah, and if he, I, yeah, I bet you Irv Smith, Irv Smith Jr. could go thirty three to the Cardinals depending on where Font and Hawk. Like he he could be the first one taken off the board in the second round. That's just how top heavy. If you want to talk about top heavy tight end prospects, are, are very right. very top. It's Ugh. almost ridiculous. What Big time. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Rapp went 52nd to the Steelers. I like him a lot. Uh, free roaming safety out of Washington. LJ, uh, uh, LJ Collier went uh, to the Titans at 51. He's out of TCU. I also have been watching a lot of film on him recently. He's 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 a really good prospect. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons. I think that's a that's a good fit there. for him yes. too in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a great yeah. fit too. Jeff- Simmons to the Browns. I like that a lot. Uh, Chris Lindstrom, another really, really good interior O-line. He went 48th to the Dolphins. So uh, I guess we should go, I guess, 1 through 10. Uh, Kyler Murray went number 1. Nick Bosa went 2. Quentin Williams went 3. Allen went 4. Devin White went 5. Jawan Taylor went 6th. TJ Hawkinson went 7th. There you go. Rashawn Gary went 8th. Ed Oliver went ninth, And the Broncos got Dwayne Haskins at 10. Very interesting. I could see that order happening. Wow. Um, Yeah, I could definitely. Yeah, I just don't want to see Devin White. Me I just don't want to see Devin White to Tampa Bay. Me neither. Man. I feel like that's going to happen, though. I feel like that's going to happen. Uh, Rashawn Gary, I, I think, got overdrafted I here. I don't know if he's a top 10 prospect. Yeah. Um, Andre Dillard went 12th to the Packers. Montez Sweat went to the Dolphins. Metcalf went 15th to the Redskins. I mocked him there before. Brian Burns goes to the Panthers. That's nice. a little scary. Um, yep. Garrett Bradbury want- went 19th to the Titans. Oh, there you go. Drew Locke went 17th to the Giants. Um, Jonathan Abrams went 21st to the Seahawks. Safety. Uh, Devin Bush. Ooh. Devin Bush fell all the way to 22 to the Ravens. That's that's actually crazy. Uh, Marquise Brown goes 26th to though, the... Too. Yeah, yeah. I like Marquise Brown for the Colts, too. Um, mm. Byron Murphy went 27th to the Raiders. There you go. There you go. 27, Byron Murphy right to the Raiders. Daniel Jones goes to the Chargers. Hey, there, there you go. There you go. DeAndre Baker, another cornerback I like. He goes to the Chiefs. That's a good fit. Jerry Tillery rounds out the first round. He's goes to the Patriots. Okay, and and Keel Harry was actually the first one taken off the board to the uh, Arizona Cardinals here. So Saints are sitting here at sixty-two. Um, yeah, Ross, just let me know if you want me to filter whichever position. But top guys available according to this predictive board. You have Emmanuel Hall, wide receiver out of Missouri. Sean Bunting, who's been again another guy rising, cornerback out of Central Michigan. Juan Thornhill, who tests so well. Safety out of Virginia. I, mm-hmm. I just saw a tweet where his uh, measurables were compared to that of Eric Berry, and he beats Bear, uh, Eric Berry in all of the measurables. Very interesting. And Isabella uh, is there, wide receiver out of UMass, uh, who just you know lit up the the uh, box score uh, throughout his entire college career. Deontay Thompson, uh, safety out of Alabama. Uh, he has a lot of superlatives. He's he's one of the better hitting safeties. He's one of the better box safeties in this draft. He's there at he's he's there now. Uh, Caleb McGarry, tackle out of Washington. Uh, Trayvon Mullen, cornerback out of Clemson. And then you still have Jay Sternberger out of Texas A&M sitting there, the tight end. I also like him a lot. Uh, David Edwards, offensive tackle out of Wisconsin. He's there. Michael Dieter, your boy, is there too. Uh, Terry McLaurin, hey. too, who, who you mentioned, out of Ohio State. He's there. Um, yeah, is there any... Let's... Um, I guess... Interior OL, yeah, it's Michael Dieter, Drew Samia out of Oklahoma, also Ben Powers, his teammate. Um, those are some really good interior O-line. Linebacker, yeah, Blake Cashman's still there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Edge. Christian Miller out of Bama. You also have Ja'Kai Polite, who's been falling lately. Zach Allen out of Boston College. Another good prospect there. He, they're still available. Interior D-line. Uh, not really. I mean, yeah, you say you have Kalen Saunders out of Western Illinois. Tristan Hill out of UCF. But I feel like he's a he's a day three guy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not a guy. Yeah, I think Tristan Hill. That would be a really good get later. He would be. He would be. I think he'll he'll definitely be available there later on. So, yeah, the Saints, hmm, this is very interesting. They've not really dealt any uh any any great cards here. There he is. There he is. You see uh JGR Sega Whiteside still on that board though. How is he all the way down here? How is I guess I should I guess I should have went to the wide receiver. How is he still how is he fourth best wide receiver? Here? I was like, <laughs> oh, he's got to be he had to have went or like mid second round. He's still here. I am down to draft JJ Arcega Whiteside. Um um but also I do like Sean Sean Bunting is a bad one Thornhill. And again, it's really dependent on Andy Isabella. I wouldn't I mean I, again, I'm not as high on him as most guys are, but I wouldn't mind going him here. Mm-hmm. Who who are you thinking here, man? Who who do you like? Well, well, in terms, so let's look at the let's look at it position wise. So you've yes. got wide receiver, which we know is something that they're going to be in the market for. They were looking at bringing in uh, Adam Humphreys over yes. the offseason, but that just didn't work out. You look at JJ Arcega Whiteside, who can be beyond what Adam Humphreys is ready to be, right? Yes. So I think that JJ Arcega Whiteside fits the mold in terms of what it is that they're looking for for a position that they thought that they needed enough that they started to pursue in the. Uh, free agency very first day of free agency so that's something to consider the other position that we were talking about to where you know it's a good need for them is interior o-line you've got somebody like michael deer that played all three of those positions in high school i'm sorry not in high school in college where mm-hmm. he played tackle he played guard and he played center so that's nice flexibility and versatility to have but but which position is deeper right where's the bigger drop off in talent to me the bigger drop off in talent comes with uh, the interior O-line, but is Michael Dieter's ceiling higher than J.J. Arcega-Whitesides? Those are kind of the two that I'm, I'm in between right now. Um, would be those sections there. And then, of course, there's Juan Thornhill, who, when I look at positional need and I take that into consideration with mm-hmm. BPA, the Saints don't need a safety right. like that. Right. So, to me, I'm between Michael Dieter and J.J. Arcega-Whitesides. Hmm. I am... I Honestly, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, Juan... Th- I mean... Especially since, I mean, we, we, we used a second rounder on Marcus Williams a couple of years ago. We also used a third rounder on a wide receiver, Traquan Smith, last season. But I still think we need a lot of help there. Um, especially, again, Whiteside. We, I, was, I, I, think, I think we talked up Whiteside a little bit too much before we jumped into this to not draft him here since he's still available. I'm all in for Whiteside. I love it. If you are, all right, I'll, let's do it. I, I'm there. I'm you just there. don't see Whiteside to to the Saints in a lot of mocks lately. So I'm going to draft with the 62nd overall pick in the 2019 NFL Mock Simulator here on the Who That Dish Podcast 2.0. The Saints select wide receiver out of Stanford, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Uh, he's now Saint right after Miles Sanders went to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just going to pull up Arcega-Whiteside's um, stats right now uh, to kind of give you guys a little bit of a better picture uh, for... Uh, if the Saints end up going our Sega white side there in real life, who, who, who you'd be getting. So last year as a senior, he had 63 catches for 1,059 yards. That's an average of 16.8. So pretty much every catch he had uh, was, was a first down, essentially. 20, uh, 14 touchdowns. For his career, he averaged 16.4 yards per catch for a total of 28 touchdowns, over 2,200 receiving yards. Uh, that, that, that's just absolutely incredible. 
uh, from Orsega Whiteside. Those are and that, that's playing in the Pac-12, um, and and that's with uh, I mean a decent quarterback prospects overall. But Stanford really focused a lot on their run game uh, with with Bryce Love being there, being their home run hitter. Um, not really anything you know super electrifying to say about their offense overall. But Whiteside was able to put up great numbers. I think him going to the Saints at sixty-two, I like that a lot. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about that offense, right? You think about Michael Thomas on the outside, J.J. Arcega Whiteside potentially on the outside as well, maybe in the slot. Then you've got, if he's in the slot, you've got Ted Ginn Jr. on the outside. You've got uh, Jared Cook in line on the opposite side of Michael Thomas. And then you've got Alvin Kamara in the backfield. Who scores? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, who, who, who are you, who are you going to stop? Who are you going to guard? Who are you going to key in on? And that's one of the things that I think is one of those moments, one of those picks, that even that late at 62, does help make the Saints that much better moving forward. Right, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I, th- I think it's fitting the the offense will be really nice, too. He's a high football IQ guy, so he'll be able to get the playbook down pat, I think, uh, a lot faster than a lot of guys um, would. So mm-hmm. um, last, so your, your last mock draft for Locked On Saints, your first two guys were Michael Dieter, and then it was Stanley Morgan Jr. taking at 168. Uh, for uh, mine and Tyler's, it was Debo Samuel at 62, and then it was Jalen Jelks at uh 168 jalen jones mm. went 139th to the cardinals so he, he got taken a little bit um higher this time um any i'm looking for some interesting any any really interesting david montgomery really good running back out of iowa state he went 112 to the bills dylan mitchell out of oregon got a soft spot for him he plays college ball uh and his teammate um ugo chukwa amadi safety out of oregon as well he went 109th to the jaguars and then mitchell went 110 to the Bengals. Uh, Kalen Warren, who I know you also like. I like him a lot of San Diego State tight end. He went 106 to the Raiders. Tristan Hill, there you go. He went 104 to the, uh, to the Niners there. Uh, Marquise Blair, another free-roaming safety. He goes to the Ravens. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Nobody really. Uh, Elise Mack, another tight end I like. He went 152nd to the, to the Falcons. Damn. Stanley Morgan Jr., there you go. He goes 156 to the Broncos. There's Isaac Nalta and Trevin Wesco. Two tight ends back-to-back, 157-158. Wow. Rodney Anderson goes to the Ravens. I like that pick. If Anderson gets healthy, I think he's going to tear it up in the NFL. Bobby Evans, another uh, offensive tackle a lot of guys are high on. Mm-hmm. He, went once, he, he only won a few picks right before. Uh, and then the pick that happened right before us, 167 to the Chiefs. Terry Godwin out of Georgia, another wide receiver a lot of guys are high on. So... Again, according to this big board, the, the best guys available, Jordan Scarlett, running back out of Florida. You have Tyler Romer, offensive tackle out of San Diego State. Bryce Love, who I was just mentioning, running back out of Stanford. That's a guy Tyler and I selected in our last one, but I think we selected him all the way down at 202. Uh, Ryan Bates, offensive tackle out of Penn State's here. Terry Beckner out of Missouri, defensive tackle. Clayton Thorson. I, I guess Clayton Thorson is the best quarterback left. A lot of quarterbacks must have been taken. Um, so yeah yeah a lot of quarterbacks have been taken holy cow uh so we got got wide receiver definitely should should maybe look in an interior o-line but again the best interior o-line guys available you have Deion calhoun uh patrick vahey out of texas you have zach bailey out of south carolina so a lot of yeah a lot of uh third day almost undrafted guys here interior o-line's kind of gutted um offensive tackle there's a lot of swing guys tyler romer ryan bates like i mentioned Ali Uda out of Elon. I know a lot of guys are high on him as well. He's another one of those under-the-radar prospects. You have Isaiah Prince out of Ohio State. Derwin, uh, Derwin Gray out of Maryland. 
Yeah, linebacker, Gary Johnson out of Texas. Uh, I've seen him mocked all the way into the 200s as well. Um, and again, the Saints do have a pick at 177. So they have a pick nine selections after this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if we if we like two guys here, we could you know pick one, hope hope that the second guy is there. But who, who are you liking so far out of right. the guys who are left? What are you thinking? Well, I really like... Um... I really like uh, Ali Udo out uh, of Elon. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a good prospect. He played uh, all 45 of his career snaps at right tackle, however, so I don't know really where his fit is in where his fit is with the Saints. He's got great arm length at 35 and three eighths quarter, like three eighths inches, just mm-hmm. ridiculous arm length. Right. So he might actually match up well as somebody that could move over to the left side, but just hasn't played there. So I don't know that you trust that. You know what right. I mean? Especially with how um, with how uh, injury prone, um, Teron Armstead has been, uh, throughout his career. Sure. So you would look for somebody. So, I mean, you know, so I would be interested in finding maybe an offensive tackle. Like if I was looking for an offensive tackle, I'd want somebody that could stand in at that position. You right. know what I mean? The only one there is that right there, Tyler, Tyler Romer. Like uh, he's Tyler the only Romer one that's too. played left tackle, but again, yeah. And he's got 23, uh, starts at left tackle um but the thing about him is that his arm length 38 and 7 8 inches falls just under under the 34 inch threshold so he's going to actually probably be moved inside in right. uh in the nfl so that makes it really tough right so yeah i think that when it comes yes when it comes to looking for somebody at that on that offensive line depth we might be able to find somebody a little bit later on Mm-hmm. Phil Haynes, who would be really good on the interior. He's played left and right guard as well as right tackle, I believe. And then you've got like Nate Herbig, who is also, I mean, he he is big. He is a big dude. Um, uh, uh, 6'3", 335 pound junior from Hawaii. Uh, just great, great size uh, for a guy like that. He's played right guard, left guard, and right, right tackle. So we would be able to come back for guys like that. So I'm okay with the waiting on the offensive trenches side if you are absolutely oh 100 yeah and it, again cool. it's one of those things where uh, i think offensive line once you get later on in the rounds the the difference between these prospects is just so minute so minuscule that uh yeah you can definitely you can definitely right. say i'm getting good value here with this guy even though hey i i he could he could definitely have fallen to you know two rounds afterwards but it's still you're getting good value for him because again the difference of the the talent here isn't isn't too much so I, i'm all for waiting as well i was looking at edge prospects too not nothing too too great to break. Wyatt Ray really jumps out to me. Austin Bryan as well. Those are really the only two <laughs> best guys there. Cornerback. I mean, Derek Thomas isn't isn't it w- wouldn't be a bad pick here. He's out of Baylor. Hamp Cheevers is there out of Boston College too. I like him, but I feel like he could fall too. So, but also you got, you do have Foster <laughs> Moreau out of out of LSU. Tight end. A lot of guys are high on Drew Sample out of Washington as well. Um, so tight end isn't isn't totally gutted yet. Yet could be uh, uh-huh. here soon. But we're we're kind of at the end of for tight end. We're kind of at the end of where the receiving tight ends are. Exactly. You've, you've essentially we have we've got Foster Moreau left, and then you've got somebody like Donald Parham, who probably is going to end up being a preferred free agent, who's incredible, six foot eight, uh, two hundred forty six pounds, just with mm-hmm. absolute speed. I think he ran like a four five nine or something like that, a four five seven, which at that height and at that length is just ridiculous. Right. But he's probably going to be an undrafted guy yeah. out of Stetson. So. He would be somebody that would be fun to look at, you know, 
as one of those. The Saints are really, really good with their undrafted free agents and stuff like that. So he could be a good option there. But if we wanted to draft a tight end that can sit behind Jared Cook and learn, I think Foster Moreau would be a good option here. The other option that I really like is Hamp Cheevers, but I think Hamp Cheevers has the potential of being there at 177. I think so, too. Um, I, I think that we should definitely go cornerback in this draft. Uh, I think Hamp Cheevers mm-hmm. is, is going to be if Hamp Cheevers is still there at 177. I say we go there. So are you saying because I'm 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 down for this? Are you saying Foster Moreau here and then Hamp Cheevers at 177? Or are you liking any of the edge or interior D line guys? Because again, it seems like these have kind of been. Do you have Dontavious Russell out of Auburn who isn't bad? Terry Beckner out of Missouri. Uh, Chris Slayton even out of Syracuse. I know a lot of those guys. Isaiah Bugs I've heard obviously wears Alabama across his chest. He's going to be a high prospect. So um, I like that. Right. But again, I think those guys could definitely fall too. I think Foster Moreau will get snatched up pretty quick. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's if we want to go tight end with one sixty eight. It's the thing. Yeah, we've been I don't mind there. the idea of going. Yeah, I don't mind the idea of going. Um, wide receiver in the first round and then going defense in this right. fifth round pick with those interior defensive especially with the interior defensive linemen that are still on the board because mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of really good ones there like you said Dontavious Russell is really good yeah um Isaiah Bugs not really sold on I know he's an Alabama prospect but his yeah. tape just doesn't jump out for me me neither um another guy that I, I really like who I think in this simulation will fall but uh, probably won't be there for the second pick in the third round is Michael Dogby. I'm circling him. I knew you were gonna say him. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think you got him yeah. in the last mock too. Yeah, he's a he's a out of mm-hmm. Temple. I like I like him a lot too. I like Dogby, but yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. he he could fall too for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Edge, but I don't edge. know if he would make it past 177. Is yeah, it? that's true. Right. That's true. I'll go ahead to Edge. Yeah, yeah. Edges, edges, not yeah, not much going on for Edge. Again, they they, they rate Carl Granderson as their best. I. I don't even have him that high. I've I have both Ray uh, Austin Bryant and Ledbetter out of Georgia and and Brailford. I have all of them ahead of Granderson, but all of those guys I think are you know sixth or seventh round guys. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. hmm. This is tough. This is really tough. So I mean, I, I think it's I think really if if we're gonna be going essentially BPA here for for the positions I think need addressing most. I think Dontavious Russell is there. Foster Moreau is on our list. Derek Thomas or or Hamp Cheevers are available or are are, are high as well. Um, Tyler Rome or two, but again, probably have to kick him inside. Um, this is tough, and every time I, I keep trying to go back to all, but it just brings me back to wide receivers. So I don't know what's up with that, but <laughs> that's, that's that's a weird. thing now. Um, but w- uh, what what are you thinking <laughs> here? Because this is again, this is this is why it's so tough when you only have so many picks in this draft. You got to make them count, but right. also you're, you're I mean you're stuck with a short list most of the time when you get to these points. Yeah, yeah, and I mean you know when you've got six picks like this and you've got five in day three. I think you really want to try to make the first two picks count. Um, so I like the idea of going Foster Moreau here. I know I said I like the idea of going defense as well, but mm-hmm. we think about somebody that, you know, if we're drafting an interior defensive lineman, we're essentially looking for a plug-and-play guy that can be there for the first, like, six to eight games mm-hmm. of the season, essentially, uh, until Sheldon Rankins comes back. And then we assume that David Onyemata is going to have a suspension because of his uh his legal issues over the over the offseason right. so you're not really looking for somebody that's going to step in and you know become the next sheldon rankins because sheldon rankins is going to be here you're not looking for somebody that's going to come in and become the next uh, uh david on yamada because one david on is here 
and two, if they let David Onyemata go after next year when his contract runs out, they've got Malcolm Brown now. True. So I'm not too entirely worried about interior defensive line this early. I like the idea of making these first two picks count. So for me, it's between Foster Moreau and Hamp Cheevers. And I still think that out of those two, the one that's most likely to still be there at 177 is Foster Moreau. None of the edge yeah. guys really jump out at me. Had a couple of visits with the Saints, but he... He's got some legal issues from his past and everything that have kind of, you know, have are, are waiting in on him. And again, I'm just like you. I don't really have him rated that highly. I don't have him over Jonathan Ledbetter at all. And I certainly don't have him over Jordan Brailford. It's kind of weird to me that he's there above he's him. Uh, so, yeah. But again, like you said, they're more like six, seventh round guys. So if I'm trying to make round five, pick 168 matter, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go tight end here. Okay. Okay. I like that. And I – and. I think if Hamp, che- I, I, to me right now, it's down to Moreau and Cheevers. Um, I really like Hamp a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like he'll be there at once. I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. I feel, I, I'm down to go Moreau here if Cheevers is there. Or even if, I mean, if Russell's still there, Dontavious Russell, if he's still there, we could go. I, I, th- I think we definitely should go defense next pick. But I'm down to go Moreau right Agreed. here. Let's do it. So uh, another LSU guy the Saints are drafting. That's, what, two years in a row now? Uh, the Saints draft. Yeah, that'd be uh, weird. That'd be weird. That would be weird. Very <laughs> odd. Um, so with the 168th overall pick and the 2019 Hudak Nishmak draft 2.0, the Saints go with uh, tight end out of LSU Foster Moreau. Um, and again, going to pull up his stats just real quick. On uh, uh, most of these stats are coming from uh, SportsReference.com, which is just a, a really really awesome site. So last season, again. Total first career he only has fifty two catches, but LSU hasn't really. Um, they don't really utilize tight ends mainly in the blocking game. Um, but Moreau was still able to shine. I mean, um, twenty two catches, two hundred seventy two yards. Again, twelve point four yards per catch, um, which which is pretty much a first down per catch. So even though he had two less catches this year, he only had six less yards. Uh, so you definitely say improvement. One less touchdown, he only had two. But uh, still, he, he, he's more so a project-type guy, and he's going to be sitting behind um, Jared Cook for the first year. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess since the Saints are on the clock again now at 177, so uh, I'll just name all the picks that went after us. Ryan Bates, offensive tackle out of Penn State. He goes to the Rams. Preston Williams, wide receiver, I was mentioning, out of Colorado State. He goes 170th to the Browns. Lucas Dennis, safety out of Boston College, goes to the Giants. Gary Johnson, linebacker out of Texas goes to the Falcons, and there he is, Dontavious Russell, 173. He's going to the Redskins. You have Kari Wilson, safety out of Michigan State, going to the Cardinals. Tyler Romer, who are we talking about? Uh, offensive tackle out of San Diego State. He goes to the Steelers. And right before 177, you have Marvell Tell, safety out of the USC. I like him a lot. He goes to the 49ers. So it looks like Hamp Cheevers is still there. Um, actually, all, all the same corner, no cornerback went. Uh, no edge went. Um, and yeah, really the only interior defensive lineman who went was, uh, on Tavius Russell. So Saints are in luck now. guess that, that, that helps when you yeah. don't have a, a hundred and was 104 picks or a hundred, yeah, 104 <laughs> yeah, picks between right. your next two when it's only nine. <laughs> so that, that helps a lot. Um, <laughs> Bryce Love is still there. I mean, so, so, I mean, there, there's a, I definitely think we need to go defense here. So, uh, Hampchievers. Uh, you also have Chase Hansen, who I know a lot of guys like. Same with, same with Ben Burt-Curvin, uh, Cameron Smith out of USC. Uh, I know TJ Edwards out of Wisconsin. He, I mean, he could be sitting there for a final seventh round, and he'd be a steal, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, Hamp Cheevers, 
Also, obviously, I mean, DeMarcus Christmas is still there, but I feel like he'll fall. Um, for safety, you have Sheldrick Redwine out of Miami. You know a lot of guys are high on him. Um, I like him a lot as well. Other than that, not a whole lot of um, not a whole lot of names jumping out on me. Evan Worthington, really anybody. So I'm down to go Hamp Cheevers here. Um, if not, interior D line is still. I mean, Terry Beckner out of Missouri, Chris Slayton, Michael Dogby's still there too as well. I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. going him here. He could also fall though. What are you thinking? Um, I I really like. I mean, we were down to Hamp Cheevers and. Uh... Foster Moreau for a mm-hmm. 168, so it makes sense to me. Kind of like that Cameron Moore and Etrell Jamerson moment. This is our war sure. room moment, much like that. You that uh, you know we could go, you know we could go Hamp Cheevers here. He had what nine interceptions over the course of his two years playing corner at Boston College. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. Yeah, yeah, nine nine interceptions there. Uh, Twenty passes bended as well, including fourteen over his last season. Nice. He's I think he's a great, great prospect. Um, he's he's just. I, I like him. I mean, he, I think he's an athlete at that position, which, which I think that this really like. And uh, the only thing that I'm thinking is that, you know, corner, you know, he just re-signed P.J. Williams. Uh, Ken Crawley is expected to sign his tender on uh, his tender, not his tender, on um, on uh, or his tender, not his tender, rather, sorry, on uh, on Monday. But I don't think he makes the roster. So, you know, with the Saints really usually keeping only five corners, does Hamp Cheevers really? really make the roster at this point do we right. go you know there's greater potential to make the roster or do we you know go with you know it's it's the bottom of the sixth round or the top of the sixth round at this point do we just go where somebody gets some has shows some potential to see what happens very true very true now one thing i do want to say on cheevers though uh and this is also according to i mean he's only five foot nine 180 he's a smaller guy uh, and according to the sports information, uh, so yeah, sports info solutions, this this football rookie handbook, which was edited by Matt Mano Churion, mm-hmm. who who just goes by Matt Mano. You can follow him on Twitter at Matt Mano. He is, obviously was a former scout for the Saints, but he helped edit this book. It has pretty much top to bottom uh, before the combine stats on all of pretty much every single prospect here. Uh, and according to their book, Hamp Cheevers is is going to be best in the slot. Um, and mm. his coverage uh, was fantastic, much better in 2017 than 2018, uh, but he did have a total of 15 pass breakups in 2018 as opposed to just eight in 2017. So overall, he did get better. He also had 11 tackles last season as opposed to just one in 2017. So his improvements are there, and he's definitely best in the slot, especially if you watch him on tape. Um, and the number just so if that's the case, Patrick Robinson, who knows how healthy he's going to be? I mean, obviously, I... I it sounds like he's made a full recovery, but any injuries like that, you you know that there could be some after effects. He's more prone to being injured again, so I, I think having Hamp Cheevers there at least to back mm-hmm, him up. But mm-hmm. you're right, I am a little bit worried to go cornerback just because this dude, he whoever we pick here, might not make the roster cornerback wise. But cornerback is also the third biggest need in, in most of the, according to most people, for the Saints. So it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. So I, you make a good point. You make a good. You make a good point with Patrick Robinson because we can probably also expect that P.J. Williams will serve a suspension at the beginning of the season as right, well, right? Uh, because of the DUI that he that he was arrested for earlier in the offseason. I think it was in February. Yeah. So maybe going Hamp Cheever's year, as as we kind of preempted or preheated uh, over at 168, might actually be good, especially knowing that he could be in the slot. I also want to add from Dame Brugler's draft guide that this guy averages an interception every 8.8 targets wow. in college. 
that's incredible. And he also averaged 19.8 yards after uh, after interception, so wow. pretty much per return. He's so a very athletic could guy. Be, could be somebody that, you know, yeah, 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 could be somebody that really does impact if he manages to see the field. If not, then he goes, maybe he goes practice squad for a year, sure. and then, you know, the Saints can move on from there with him. Because, yeah, the Saints could all, I, I think the Saints could always use cornerback depth. Injuries happen. I mean, suspensions happen. Uh, PJ, I still don't trust PJ Williams. Ken Crawley is, Ken Crawley plays. To the point where he could get cut literally at any. I mean, I mean, I, I'm I'm surprised Ken Crawley uh, is. You still, could cut him at halftime. You yeah. cut him exactly, yeah. Or you, you pull a, you know, uh, who was Avante Davis, and you know, just leave the team at halftime, you <laughs> right. know, type thing. So, I yeah, I'm down to go ham Cheevers here. Uh, I'm pretty much I'm, I'm pretty much talking you into it now. Okay, okay, Ross. Uh, I really I, I think we should uh, go yeah, ham yeah, here. I you like it me. here. You got me. But uh, you you do bring up a good point is he could not make the roster and it could end up being a waste of pick, but he is eligible for the practice squad. Depth matters. Do you think it's a need overall? Who knows? Injuries and whatnot. So uh, if if you're down to go ham Cheevers out of Boston College here, Saints Saints at 177, I'm very much down. Let's do it. I like a ball hawk, man. Let's I do like it. a ball hawk. Very athletic. Okay, so yeah, 177, the Saints go ham Cheevers, cornerback out of Boston College. I don't think the Saints' next pick is until 202, right? Or is it... That's is correct. It yeah, it's 202. Or, it's, yeah, yeah, 202. 202, 202. Right, right. Yeah, so which isn't too bad. It's not bad. Um, we are still in the sixth round. Uh, DeMarcus Christmas was the pick right before us. Michael Jordan, um, out of Charlotte... I mean, uh, Ohio State, uh, goes to uh, the Chargers at 200. Drew Sample went at 199. Um, Evan Worthington went 198. Safety out of Colorado... Isaiah Prince, who I mentioned earlier, he goes to the Jets. Isaiah Bugs, he goes to the Steelers. Uh, Sheldrick Redwine, he goes to the Vikings. There's your, there's uh, Ali Uda out of Elon. He goes to the Browns. Uh, Rykel Armstead, a running back I really like. He goes to the Panthers. I think he'd be a nice compliment to Christian McCaffrey down there. Jimmy Moreland, really good cornerback mm-hmm. prospects mm-hmm. out of James Madison. He goes to the Packers at 185. I like that fit. Chris Slayton, he goes to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Travis Fulgham, out of Old Dominion, he went right after the Saints uh, to the Jaguars. Now the Saints are there at 2-2. That was a, a majority of the guys who went. So let's see if this works now. Still doesn't work. No all prospects. But I guess now we can kind of go – we could go interior O-line. We could go, you know, offensive tackle here. Uh, we could go interior D-line because Michael Dogby is still there. Michael Dogby still there, man. That's – that's. I wouldn't Whoa. mind going that direction. Um, Good to know. Carl Granderson is still there. Uh, I'm, I mean, pretty much every every no edge prospect wow. has been taken since once <laughs> really. So that, that's pretty wild. That is pretty wild. Um, no, no, no wide receiver. Oh, here we go. Here's all. Nope. So what? No, oh, yeah. Here's all. Oh, there we go. All is just just yeah. wide receiver is all there. Just a lot of wide receivers. Guys. Good lord, <laughs> that is wild. Okay. Uh, you still have some good linebackers. Cameron Smith, Ben Burke, Curvin are there. Jalen Hurd, wide receiver. I really like out of Baylor. Um, mm-hmm. see Keyshawn Johnson out of Fresno State. I like him too, but again, wide receiver. We, we already kind of went receiver here. Um, you, st- uh, yeah, nobody really popping out too much. Um, is there any position you want me to filter for you? Here's, here's interior. O-line. Uh, I think I. S- yeah, let's look. Let's look here at interior O line for yeah. a second. Garrett Brumfield uh, out of LSU. We could go. We could go two Tigers. <laughs> Chris Brown out of Charlotte. <laughs> Chris Chris Brown has a really really. I 
a lot of people are, and if you watch film on him, there, there's no doubt why he's rising on draft boards. A lot of people are saying Chris Brown's the best uh, run-blocking um, guard here in the entire draft. Uh, so the fact that he's ranked 320th here is, is actually pretty surprising to me. Um, not not saying we should go him yeah. here, but I'm just surprised to still see him here after all the talk he's been having lately. Yeah, Garrett Brumfield. Uh, there's uh, Hajalti Froholt out of Arkansas, interior O-lineman. Bunchy Stallings he's out of Kentucky. Tyrone Prescott out of NC State. Alex Bars out of Notre Dame. Nick Linder out of Indiana. And then Brumfield out of LSU. Uh, for offensive tackles, Duran Gray, he's not bad. Paul Adams, Mitch Hyatt out of Clemson. Ryan Pope, who Tyler and I, I think Tyler and I actually selected him with our very last pick in the last draft, Ryan Pope. So he'll fall. Martez Ivy out of Florida. Yeah, so Martez Ivy is one that I really, really, really like in the seventh round. Right, same. Um, same. I, I yeah, he's one that I really really like. Because he, he could he, end up being an un, undrafted guy, but he, right. he he's that that versatility that he has is just so so valuable. Yeah, he could play he could play almost any position really there on that. Office. Right, he is a former five star right. high school athlete. Just kind of fell. Off. It's it, yeah, it's very interesting for the for the because um um, Juwan Taylor, out of Florida, uh, teammates with Ivy obviously. Um, but mm-hmm. Ivy was a five-star prospect coming into Florida, ends up being a now most likely undrafted or seventh-round prospect in the NFL draft. Juwan Taylor was a three-star prospect out of Florida. He's most likely going to be the first offensive tackle, offensive lineman, period, taken off this draft board. I think that's very, very interesting. Right. Uh, teammates and come in very differently and leave very differently. Uh, that's it. That was yeah, sometimes it's all about the system that you end up in. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm down to go interior O line or or offensive tackle even because a lot of these guys can be kicked inside and and or or stand up and help with you know any sort of holes we need to fill with the un- the questions surrounding Armstead. Ramchek has faced you know minor injuries already in his young career. Um, again, though the same th- a lot of options. So yeah, I think. Um... For interior O line here, I like getting like grabbing a quick pick here because we feel like we've taken care of some big needs with cornerback, wide receiver, and tight end. So I actually really like uh, Hajalti Froholt here out of Arkansas. He's played, yeah, he's played thirty four games at left guard, three at center. He's got small. All their arms is the only thing that concerns me. But, you know, this is the last pick the Saints have in the sixth round. You're not really looking for a starter here. You're kind of looking for somebody that could end up being a nice, you know, some depth and things like that and who might be able to um, might be able to develop everything. The things I like about him is that he's a really good athlete at that center and guard position. Uh, he, he can, you know, he can pull. He can get around. He's got some pretty good speed. He's really, really mobile. Uh, and I think that he's... Just going to be one of those guys that's going to end up being a developmental backup, but he's got some good starter present starter potential, or at least like third offensive lineman potential down the road. I wouldn't be mad at going Hajalti for a hold here. Let's do it. Yeah, I like him too. Um, and obviously that's definitely a need depth wise for the Saints. Uh, so there you go. Hajalti Froholt, interior lineman out of Arkansas. The Saints are going with that 202 in our mock draft. Uh, yeah, as soon as I saw him on the board, I was like, you know what? It wouldn't, wouldn't be bad at all there at 202 for the Saints, so I'm glad we went there. So now the Saints' next pick is at 231, and then after that it's two. 
what is it, 255? It's the next pick after that. So they go two, they go two, two, three, oh, 244. 244, that's right, 244. Uh, so we yeah. got about 13 picks in between this. So uh, let's see. Um, Dre Greenlaw, linebacker out of Arkansas, went 227 to the Redskins. TJ Edwards, linebacker out of Wisconsin, who I mentioned earlier, goes to the Bills at 225. Garrett Brumfield out of LSU goes to the Bengals at 223. Tommy Sweeney, another good tight end, uh, goes to the Browns at 221. Anthony Johnson, wide receiver who gets more and more looks every day, goes 218. Carl Granderson, there you go. First edge taken in forever. Um, goes to the Jets <laughs> at 217. Cameron Smith ends up going 212 to the Niners. Ben Burkirvan went a couple picks before him to the uh, Vikings. Donald Parham, there you go, out of uh, 207 to the Steelers. Your, yeah, yeah, I like the fit too. You're kidding me though that this means this means Michael Dogby's still on the board. That's, I'm pretty yes, sure Michael Dogby no, is right still here. available. Yeah, let's. Yeah, that's for you. I'm, I'm down to go Dogby. I don't know if he'll last. I mean, <laughs> he could last till 244 at this rate. Uh, we might be. We might that's be pushing true. our luck there. Um, but yeah, I don't think an interior defensive lineman has been picked. And let's see. Uh, I guess it was Demarcus Christmas. The pick right before uh, Froholt there for us was was the last defensive. Wow. So I'm down to go Dogby because I, I I feel like he'll, he'll definitely. I, I don't think he'll fall to 144 at this rate. Look, yeah even, even let's, the giants could go let's in. see who else let's see who else is around too right 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 you still have let's see linebackers ulysses gilbert out of akron you have tyler dodson uh mm-hmm. cody barton out of utah um for edge guys real real hanks is still there too that's true that's true oh yeah 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 i didn't even notice him cole holcomb um for edge guys you have white ray still there austin bryant sharif miller you still have brailford and ledbetter cc jefferson malik reed no a lot of guys are malik reed in a recent mock draft i was in he went like uh 180th overall um wow the fact that he's still here is i know a lot of guys are high on him um let's see safety malik gant i do like him he's a very physical but he's a box safety i don't know if we need a box safety we have von bell marcus williams is okay in the box even too if we're gonna go safety this draft Mm -hmm. i'd much rather go uh kind of ball hawking safety to kind of you know kick uh uh, marcus williams back into gear maybe give him some competition Mm -hmm. get him back up to that level i don't think we really need a physical box safety but gant is a good prospect overall um, so yeah, I, I think we either go edge, interior, D line here, since we haven't addressed that yet. We could also go linebacker. I definitely think we should go defense with this pick, um, because really BPA is a wider ceiling. We've already gone there. Uh, Mike Weber is still here. Elijah Holyfield. Right. We could go running back. Bryce Love, Darwin Thompson, Benny Snell, Dexter. Well, I mean, a lot of these running backs are very high, but again, it's another thing. Saints don't really need a running back at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, you'd be bringing in a running back to try to challenge for Dwayne Washington's yep. spot as the third running back on the roster. If you did that, uh, I could see them going with somebody like I know Elijah Holyfield had an awful combine, right. but his his um, his combine numbers aren't really that far off from some some I'll just say some running backs that the Saints have worked with before uh, and everything. And so I don't think that he would be a uh, a liability at all right. in this. Saints offense probably would ever see the field, honestly. Um, so we'd have to see exactly where he would fit in there. But, you know, somebody like James Williams out of Washington State or uh, Bryce Love, who have some receiving ability out of the backfield, those would make sense to me as 
the third running back. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the Saints need to go there, especially because a lot of these guys are going to go undrafted. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, the running back, I mean, running backs are just kind of back burner type guys nowadays in the NFL. Teams are starting to just learn their Yeah, and if you want somebody that's a little bit... After the right, Trey Richardson right, situation, right. teams are starting to learn their lesson to, to not, <laughs> not spend high draft picks on, on guys like that. So, But, man, yeah, no, this is, this is kind of tough. So, I mean, I, I'd i be down to go running back because I'd be down for Bryce Love. I'd also be down for White Ray or Austin Bryant. But I feel like either one of those guys would be there at 144, if we're being completely honest. Michael Dogby, though, I mean, <laughs> hard to pass up on him. Um Right. We already, we already kind of Savian Smith is still there, but we already addressed cornerback. I do like Smith out of Bama. J- Jamal Peters out of Mississippi State is the lengthy six foot two corner. I like him. Um, really, for me, I think it's narrowed down to Bryce Love, Michael Dogby, or one of these edge guys. Um, linebacker, nobody really, nobody really stands out to me here at one thirty or two thirty one. So my my vote here is Michael Dogby. Um, yeah. I really like him. I think that he's somebody that you know even this late in the I mean just the fact that he's available this late in the draft, which is right. kind of kind of crazy to me. Um, but you know this, this house simulators go sometimes. You get those favorable moments and stuff because like Dane Brugler has him as a fifth round pick potentially. Uh, I just think that he's one of those. He's got he's got a lot of those intangibles, but he's also an incredible athlete, especially at his size. He's a little. He's not the biggest guy at six foot three, but and, and two. Well, he's he's got nice height, but he's got two hundred and eighty four pounds mm-hmm. as his registered weight. But you know, five point oh six uh, forty yard dash at two hundred eighty four pounds, not terrible at mm-hmm. all. He kind of, you know, he's got that speed, um, and he can be, you know, with he he uses his leverage really well too. Uh, he's just kind of a guy, and I like that for a late round pick you want somebody that can be that most of the issues that he has are technique driven and you can address that with somebody like ryan nielsen the, the, the defensive line coach with new orleans get him into a professional setting you know what i mean working with a working with nfl coaches and nfl facilities i think it would i think it would benefit him 100 percent, i agree and yeah he's a great prospect so we're gonna go michael dogby out of temple here at 231 in this mock draft and like you mentioned we don't really need anybody coming to be the next sheldon rankins or the next david onimata because we're gonna get those guys back we need a really good rotational guy who is going to do his job and have gap discipline to continue to make the saints one of the best run stopping teams in the nfl so we need and i feel like mm-hmm. dogby is, is exactly that type of guy um no no major injury uh, concerns really out of Dogby. He was he was very very productive college player overall. So I really like that pick. And so now here is the final selection for us at 244 here for the Saints. Getting close to the the finale of this. Um, Austin Bryant won a couple of picks before. Gosh darn it. Um, so I'm guessing why yeah why Ray also went where he uh, he went 237 to the to the Broncos. That's the second edge defender with the last name Ray the Broncos picked then in the past few years. Shane Ray. That's, that's funny. That's very that's funny. David Sills won a couple <laughs> picks after us to the Dolphins wide receiver out of West Virginia. So um, obviously the best, best guy available is going to be wide receiver, running back. So Mike, so Bryce Love is still here. Um, edge defenders, yeah, both of the guys um, that were the best, but they're still Ledbetter and Brailford. I wouldn't mind going either one of those guys. Malik Reed is still there. Um Paul Adams, Zach Bailey, nobody really jumping out for me. Ryan Pope, of course, but nobody really Martez Ivy's still there. Martez Ivy, hey. We were talking about him earlier too. He's still That's here. True. For as as the last pick, that wouldn't be bad. I actually think with this 
uh, I kind of like the idea of going Jonathan Ledbetter here, especially sure. because we we got our hands on uh, Froholt. So yeah. I don't know that we need somebody like Martez Ivy, who yeah. is gonna you know who has that he has the ability to play all over the place, but for the most part he's gonna be an interior guy. Um, so I don't really feel the need to really go for him if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, I like Ledbetter a lot too. He's one of the most athletic six foot three. I mean, you you can just see, you can just see the length and and height that he has, and he's still able to be very athletic there for a pretty packed defensive line there for for Georgia. So I, I'd be more than I'd be more than down for Ledbetter. That's that's really the last top um, need that or not need, but depth that the Saints need to address here is, is edge guys. With really, it's it's Davenport, it's Cameron Jordan, Trey Hendrickson. Not too many guys right after that. So I I wouldn't be down for or I would very much be down for for Ledbetter here. I yeah. think I so, think edge is super important. Yeah. So I think either. I like I like Ledbetter, but real quick I want to advocate to for Jordan Brailford cool. out of Oklahoma State, I like who him. I also like. Uh, he's got the numbers, you know what I mean? F- Fifteen sacks over his uh, over his time with Oklahoma State. Won his uh, freshman year, 2015, uh, five in 2017, and then uh, nine in 2018. So he's only gotten better. First team All Big Twelve as well. Uh, he's got. Uh, a good 40 yard dash too especially at his size six foot two 252 and he ran a 4.65 so we know that he can be somebody that can bend the edge really really well he's somebody that's projected as a fifth to sixth round pick according to dane brugler mm-hmm. so he's kind of a stack and he's not really like a stack and shed guy he's somebody that's gonna like w- try to win with his speed and win by getting around the corner so i actually really like jordan brailford here too i'm gonna give you because, you know, this is the Houdat Dish mock draft 2.0 here. So I'm going to give you the final say. But I do just want to advocate for Jordan Brailford here as well. I think, too, Martez Ivy, not a bad pick, at, especially with his arm length. He's got incredible arm length, like 36 and a half inches or something like that. But I think he's going to end up being an undrafted free agent in this sure. in this, you know, in this this simulation. So I think, I think you could, so too. you know what I mean? So I was actually just double-checking my big board going all the way down i actually have i have brailford higher than ledbetter uh only by two um the the only guy i have uh in between them is, is porter gustin out of usc i think he's already gone mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm very much down to go brailford i think really the only yeah he doesn't i mean i mean he's had he's he's had a couple injuries in college but nothing too concerned about um and i i really think uh the system he played in two definitely was able to showcase a lot of his talent and i feel like again because he, he's he's kind of a tweener guy saints saints want to go you know main, main, mainly that four three you could definitely pay edge but you could also put him inside but if you're going three four at all or any sort of nascar package brailford mm-hmm. is going to be the guy there who could play inside or outside due to his athleticism so i'm done to go brailford here i have him ranked higher i i thought i had led better uh, but they're very close i have brailford higher so i'm down to go brailford here Let's do it. I like Brailford's 37-inch vertical too. He would really fit go. into, you know, he would fit into the uh, the idea of if you can't get to the pass rush, if you can't get to the pass or get your hands up, which Cameron Jordan is really, really great for, exactly. and Marcus Davenport proved to be good for as well. So I think it's a great, I think it's a good pick, especially yeah. this late. I think so too. So at 244 in the 2019 mock draft 2.0, the Saints select Jordan Brailford edge out of Oklahoma State, and that'll do it for the look at that Ledbetter went two picks afterwards. That's awesome. Mr. <laughs> Irrelevant is going to be uh, Cano Dillon uh, out of uh, tight end, actually uh, out of Oregon, of course, and then C.J. Conrad, who I know you picked in your last mock, he goes uh, second to last uh, to the mm-hmm. Redskins there, tight end out of Kentucky. So uh, going looking at the Saints picks, 
Uh, just go over it real quick. Uh, 62, we got J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, wide receiver out of Stanford. 168, we go Foster Moreau, tight end out of LSU. Uh, 177 is Hamp Cheevers, cornerback out of Boston College. At 202, you have Hajati Froholt. Interior offensive lineman out of Arkansas. And then 231, we have Michael Dogby, interior defensive lineman out of Temple. And to round out this mock draft 2.0 with Ross Jackson, Jordan Brailford, edge out of Oklahoma State. And that'll do it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Again, thank you so much to Ross for coming on to the show. Be sure to follow him on Twitter. Uh, Ross, let the people know where they can find you, all of your work. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun, man. I I, I know you got know you're a busy man, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. But yeah, just just let the people know where they can find you. And uh, again, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. You got it, man. Hey, thanks so much for having me on here. Glad to be able to come on and do this with you, uh, y'all. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson ASC, and you can hear my work every Monday through Friday over at Locked On Saints, where I keep you up to date with everything going on with your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, every single day. You can find that on uh, Apple. I'm sorry. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and also the new Himalaya podcast app, too. If you haven't checked that out, I definitely suggest checking out that app. And of course, you can see all of my written work and you can also hear me again over at the All Saints Considered page. So that's allsaintsconsidered.com, which you can follow on Twitter at All Saints blog and the ASC podcast where you can hear me and my colleagues. Uh, Tyler, Alec, and Vern over there as well. Uh, just trying to, you know, I'm all over the place, man. Just trying to give as much information as I can. So uh, I appreciate you letting me come on here to the Who Dad Dish podcast. Appreciate you guys, all your work uh, and everything that you do, man. I look forward to the next time I get to do it with you. Yes, sir. And anytime an invitation is always open. We appreciate the work you do as well. And thank you so much. Again, guys, follow us on Twitter at the WDD podcast. Follow myself at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate us five stars. Goes a long way and it helps us out a lot. Thank you in advance. So we'll talk to you guys very soon. I'll have an episode out later on today as well. Uh, And as always, hoot at.